This episode is brought to you by Roster Up Media, your home for tangible insights on the NFL and fantasy football. For the hottest takes and deep dives on your favorite NFL teams, as well as daily and season-long fantasy football hacks, head to rosterupmedia.com. If you love football, you'll love Roster Up. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Jet Up Podcast, part of the Rostered Up Media Podcast Network. We've got an interesting episode for you today. As part of our off-season series for the New York Jets, we hopped onto a roundtable mock draft with the other team shows at Roster Up Media for a breakdown of the entire first round of the NFL draft via Twitter Spaces, which is a new feature within the app. That means every pick for every team in round one. Our friend Jeff at the Raven Up podcast put out this mock on rosterupmedia.com, so go check it out there for yourself, and we gave our comments on the players he mocked to the Jets. We think you'll enjoy what we have to say. If you go to the episode notes for today's show, we noted where in the episode we discussed the Jets picks, if you'd like to skip ahead. But we also jump in at various times throughout the episode to give our thoughts on players throughout the first round. So I think it's worth tuning in for the whole discussion, if you like it. We will be doing these roundtables more often, and I know we plan for one to occur live during the NFL draft as it unfolds. So be sure to tune into that and join us on our next Twitter spaces so you can ask your questions live. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Go Jets. Everybody, thanks for jumping on. Um, we'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, I'm sure we'll have kind of people trickling in and out a little bit, but uh yeah this is going to be recorded as well so we can uh share it on uh social um you know keep it out there for the listeners um i think it'll typically stay live for about 30 days but i mean yeah welcome to the first uh first official roster up um round table via twitter spaces uh the way that this format's going to kind of work um right now is i'm going to kind of Go around the room, let everyone kind of say, hey, say what's up. We're going to be talking about an article that went live this morning. Um, The article was written by uh, Raven Up, uh, host Jeff Tolson. So I'll pass it over to him in a minute. Um, Let him kind of talk about his article, kick it off, and then we're going to pass it over to the lines. But I'm just going to go through. I'll call on the podcast. Uh, You guys introduce yourselves and everything. Say what's up, and uh, we'll keep the ball rolling a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I'll kick it over to uh, 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 our co-founder, James, over at Jet Up. You got Ryan with you? How's it going, man? What's up, fellas? Jet Up here. Um, welcome, listeners, if you are. I see one of our Jet fans is on right now. So, um, yeah, we uh, it's just me tonight. Ryan couldn't make it, but uh, excited to break down some of these draft picks, especially the Jets draft picks. We got a couple, um, but uh, – Glad to be here, boy. Twitter Spaces, maybe a new uh, new opportunity here for everybody who's uh, who's a podcaster. So we're excited to to show everyone all the different shows we've got. So uh, welcome, welcome, boys. Heck yeah, heck yeah. The network is straight up winging it tonight. Tolson, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you last, by the way, but I'm gonna pass it over to Andy Mack at Bills Up. Say what's up, my man. How we doing out there, Bills Up? Here, I know this is gonna be a little. Different. Yeah, I know all of you are very focused at the front of the draft, and the Jets and Giants have their two picks <laughs> at the front. I got to tell you, I got to be honest, I haven't been too into 
looking into the prospects as well. I definitely have some names. I'm definitely looking for the Bills to be drafting some holes we need to fill for the Super Bowl favorite next year. But I know it's going to be a little different. You guys are going to have a lot more input on a lot of the rookies that are coming into the uh, league next year. But I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on it. And I have definitely some thoughts on uh, what the decision was in this mock draft. You've been you've been you've been quiet for a couple of months. You come, coming out of the gate throwing some haymakers. Yeah, yeah, no, I gotta do that. I, that's what I'm <laughs> the, the last couple of months have been a little quiet just because the Bills. It's most likely like we've been big in free agency. I've been still big on Twitter. We haven't came out with a pod in a while yet. Kind of waiting for the whole off season to wrap up. Gonna get one out about the free agency, and then once the draft comes, uh, once the draft comes, I'll give the little reactions about what we're doing in the draft, but. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna kick it over to uh, uh, your brother Tommy over at Panther. Tommy's our, our resident Panthers fan. We got we got several brothers here, uh, the McWilliams and the McGuire's. Tommy, what's up, man? What's up, Cody? It's good to be back. I know we've been a little silent over at uh, Panthers office since that last ecstatic Cam Newton return pod. <laughs> that the wind got taken out of the sails real quick after that. So. But uh, I'm excited to be back, break down a little little Panthers draft analysis here, who I'm thinking we might want. And, uh, yeah, ready to hear you guys' thoughts, too. Absolutely. I, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts when we get to your pick. Um, and uh, a couple players uh, or a, a team, I guess the selection of a couple players in this draft, 15 and 18 after a Howie move. Um, Matt and Mickey, who's, who's here tonight? Is it both of you? No, it's just Matt tonight from Eagle Up. What's going on? What's going on, man? Happy to have you jump on. You haven't got your – by the way, Eagle Up is one of the newest shows we've added. Um, basically, right at the end of the NFL season, I think like week 17 or, or the wild card weekend kind of kicked it off for you guys. Um, so this is uh, this is great for you guys to kind of uh, get some FaceTime, uh, get the show out there. Um, and I know, you know, you're getting familiar with the network and also pretty pumped to have you guys on. Uh, so I want to throw that out there, make sure – um we showed one of our newest shows some love but thank you for jumping on man no thank you guys and uh, i'm looking forward to going over uh jeff's uh, mock draft here and obviously as uh all eagles fans know we have a lot of draft capital not only this year we're going into next year after that trade the other day so i'm excited to go over his picks and kind of just throw out some of my picks and where they're going to go in this year's draft Howie's always out there making some moves looking forward to chatting it up there the lions oh man Oh man! Don't talk bad. About, don't talk bad about the boys from uh, the three on three. Okay, <laughs> be nice to us. Got to be nice. Look, I'll, I'll love for you guys. I'll love for you guys. Hey, how, how we doing this evening? Everything is good. This is Matt here from Lion Up. Uh, it's awesome to be here with the rest of the fellows from uh, from Ross Strip Media. And on behalf of uh, James and Andrew, who couldn't be here tonight, I'm looking forward to talking about all the all the madness that's going on in the Lions' war room at, with the number two pick. It's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting draft day. When when our pick comes rolling along, oh, absolutely, and I mean we'll be tossing it back to you in just a couple minutes. But um, Rob, my my DFS co-host, man, um, I I see you in here as, as listener. Jump on! His, I sent you an invite to speak, man. Um, jump in here, say what's up. I think Rob is actually driving in a in a torrential rainstorm right now, which is. Uh, rocking this entire area if you are uh, in the new jersey new york area right now it is uh booming thunder and lightning out. yeah it's, so I don't it's, think it's pretty rough on. yeah i don't think he's gonna hop on <laughs> and he's just gonna listen oh and i he's see just giant gonna... up just joined giant up jumping in rob you stay safe out there my man um 
but thanks for hopping on. Giant up, Joe. Um, I think he's still on uh, listener mode, so I might have to, might have to make him a speaker. But oh, there we go. Okay. Yep. He's in. Maybe not, Joe. You muted, my man. My people, how are we doing today? There we go. What's up, man? Not much, man. I'm excited to be here, bro. Love it. Love it. Thanks for jumping on. We're wondering uh, if you were going to make with that West Coast time. Dude, I know, man. It's confusing. It's still throwing me off. It's still confusing me out here in San Diego, but I'm here, and I'm ready to talk some Giants draft position, baby. We got two first-round picks here. here. Let's go. Let's go. Are you showing up as disoriented as Jason Garrett calling plays? <laughs> no, no one will ever be as disoriented as that. So don't worry. I'm here. <laughs> he's, he's, he's all here. Oh, man. And of course, um, a guy that dropped the article, Jeff Tolson. Jeff, I want you to say what's up, man. We appreciate you job, drop, dropping this article. Kind of uh, made all this happen as a byproduct of it. So I want you to say what's up. I kind of want you to give your thoughts um, on the draft itself. Quick overarching theme. I want you to kind of give your thoughts on the first two picks, and then we're going to pass it over to Lion up with that second pick in the draft uh, so they can kind of break down uh, what you've laid out, what they're looking for and everything. But why don't you take it away for a minute, man? Awesome. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for you. Uh, thanks to you for putting this whole thing together, throwing together the first Twitter spaces. So, yeah, pretty excited for this. But, yeah, listen, I know we all probably spend way too much time reading mock drafts so for me it was like all right we're gonna put together our own mock draft i'm a pretty big draft guy i'm no daniel jeremiah or todd mcshay watching tons of tape on all these guys but uh, just my best educated guesses on some uh some some team needs for each selection and then just some guys uh that i that i like going in different parts of the draft so that's a quick little breakdown uh let's dive right into it i guess so number one overall jacksonville jaguars I got Aiden Hutchinson, probably the favorite, I would say, to go one. I actually, before uh, free agency, I had an offensive lineman here to the Jags, but after they re-signed Cam Robinson, kind of looks like they have their offensive line shored up a little bit. I have uh, Hutchinson going to the Jaguars at one. Um, Yeah, Heisman runner-up was just a stud last year in Michigan's defense, 14 sacks. So I think he's the number one pick, in my opinion, here. And then number two, Detroit. Uh, Trayvon Walker from Georgia, that Georgia defense was just scary good last year. And, uh, Trayvon Walker was a big part of that. He's had a pretty good combine, uh, and kind of like run up to the draft here. So maybe a month ago, this would be a stretch, but I have, yeah, I have Walker going two to the lions. And one last thing before I turn it up to the line up pod, uh, super excited. I think it's great that we have so many teams involved here. We have four teams in the roster up, uh, crew here that, Four teams have multiple picks in the first round. Obviously, the Jets and Giants have those two uh, top ten picks each. And then the Lions have two picks. And then uh, the Eagles had three picks up until a couple days ago. So, really excited to break down these picks, hear your guys' thoughts, see if you hate them or love them. But, uh, yeah, let's turn it over, I guess, to the Lions guys here for some instant reaction. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I mean – you know, I I would really would not mind having Trayvon Walker at two. And I I think there's – that prediction holds plenty of water given the level of uncertainty with what's going to happen at two. But um, I love what Trayvon Walker brings to the table in terms of his speed. Um, You know, he's part of that Georgia defense, that juggernaut of a defense that won a national title with the likes of N'Kobe Dean and others. But um, 
Yeah, Trayvon Walker is certainly an interesting candidate given our needed edge rusher and the volume of edge rushers that are there at the top of the draft. Um, when it comes to you know our predictions for what the hell the Lions are going to do, I thought initially that um, it was going to be Hutchinson, but then he his stock rose rather quickly, and then I kind of had to audible on that one. But you know our predictions were Andrew thought it would be you know Malik Wells, and I was more with James. Thinking Kyle Hamilton, um, if you have a gun to my head today, if you're know, talking scenarios and what may actually happen, um, my best bet would be Kyle Hamilton. You know, the guy's a real cerebral player. He plays in the backfield a lot, very sure tackler. And for a Lions defense that has a really mediocre at best linebacking core, for a safety to be able to come down and play in the backfield um, with our, I guess, on the rise secondary at corner. Um, you know, have a guy come down and play in the backfield a little bit from the safety position can be very beneficial for our, our not so strong linebacker core. But um, if you had put a gun to my head, I would say Kyle Hamilton. And if not Kyle Hamilton, I think we trade back and try to get an additional draft pick and get some more draft uh, draft stock draft stock for this year and acquire more players. But uh, Kyle Hamilton is the way we're looking to go. I think early on, if anywhere. So big Kyle Hamilton fan. Um... I, I'm actually a little surprised you, you were looking to go safety there, um, but your points are valid. It makes sense. And, uh, you know, according to, to Jeff's draft, after we uh, started off with a couple of edge rushers, you know, he's got the Texans taken. Um, Ikem Ekwonu, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, out of NC State offensive tackle to the Texans. You know, some of your reasoning there, Jeff, was, um, you know, why not pick up a perennial uh, Pro Bowl tackle for the next 10 years? I agree with that. I like if there's, if there's nothing else there. I like building out uh, the offensive line on the edges, um, you know, especially if you don't necessarily have um, a quarterback, quarterback of the future, or someone that you want to take there in the top five. Uh, so I kind of like that pick. Uh, that takes an offensive tackle off the board for a guys that jet up. Um, James, I mean, he's got you guys taking Kayvon uh, Thibodeau right there at number four. Do you expect that to happen? Do you like that pick? Are you, w- would you rather go with one of the tackles? So I, I actually I love the way the board fell here in uh, Jeff's draft here, his mock draft. Um, I think most Jet fans, 90% of them probably would be thrilled if Kayvon Thibodeau is the pick uh, at number four. There's been a lot of news about him out right now about, you know, maybe a lack of drive. and You know, some of the comments he's making are a little bit kind of, oh, does he does he think he's uncoachable? Kind of he knows everything, but. You know, his production is is just – it's awesome. His athleticism is awesome. I have absolutely no problem with him taking Kayvon Thibodeau. I wish I could just figure out how to spell this guy's last name. Every time I go to type it, I type it out wrong. Um, so I'm referring to him as Thib a lot of times. But um, if you heard our last podcast for Jet Up, we talked about how Joe Douglas uh, addressed the right guard position, uh, which is actually going to be the left guard position for us. Uh, when they switch in the season. But we now have, uh, in free agency that is, we now have taken care of a lot of our offensive line. So I think uh, there were some mocks going out where, uh, you know, Ikem was was falling to the Jets and it was a very popular pick. Um, but I think at this point, it's not as much of a need as it was before the, the you know, before the uh, free agency started. Um, so I think edge rush is our, our top need going in. Um, and and we'll talk about some of the other needs with our other pick. But love this pick. I think Kayvon is kind of an athletic freak. Um, I think people are forgetting that he was like the consensus number one guy going into this year's draft uh, before some of this offseason chatter. So 
Um, he runs a four five eight forty. Um, he, he's just an absolute beast, uh, elite athleticism, great first step. Um, really, I think the best combo of power and speed in the draft. Um, some of the things I was reading about him, you know, struggles with some of his hand usage. I think that's something you can easily correct at the NFL level. Uh, I saw his pro comp on one of the, one of the, uh, sites was Josh Allen, not the quarterback, the, the defensive end on the Jaguars who had 10 and a half sacks his rookie year. Uh, very similar body type and similar play style. So uh, I do think Thibodeau actually will end up being better. Um, but love that pick. Love that pick, Jeff. Appreciate you throwing him to us. I think Jets fans will also appreciate that one. Yeah, I'm always – let me get your thoughts on this real quick because I feel like there's always a lot of concerns. There's a couple players in the top ten where there's some type of concerns about work ethic. I can re- even remember a couple years ago – uh, when Miles Garrett was coming out, there was concerns around um, him being very cerebral, cerebral kind of some, not necessarily all the same concerns, but I do remember there was, you know, just some chatter about, is he going to work hard enough? Is he going to want it? He's very much business oriented. And he's, he's easily one of the best, if not the best um, defensive end in the league right now. I mean, I, I feel like we tend to have a couple of players each year where there's just so much BS and chatter around him where, yeah, maybe fib, uh Thibodeau has some issues, has some concerns, but I, I feel like they're just getting blown way out of proportion um, considering the upside he brings. No, I totally agree. I think you have these players that have such elite talent that a lot of these evaluators over time, they just don't know what to talk about negatively. So they throw out some of these things that get blown out of proportion. And, you know, I think he's fine. You know, I think he's going to do just fine, just like Miles Garrett has, um, you know, after having some of that criticism. Um, absolutely love if we can get him. I think he'll be uh, sort of a perennial Pro Bowl uh, edge edge rusher in the league, putting up double-digit sacks every year. Um, I think he, you know, it, what's, what's really interesting for the Jets is, like, we've been trying to find an edge rusher for, like, 15 years. Like, back in, like, 2000 and, like, I don't know if it was, like, 2014, 15 was, like, the last time we had a guy with over 10 sacks. Um, so, you know, it's been a rough go. I think Thibodeau will end that stretch. Mm. Good point all around. Um, Going to be interesting to see what he does. And that means Evan Neal falls to uh, the New York Giants. I mean, Joe, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you're kind of missing out on Tibbs and a couple of those edge rushers. Do you want one of them? Or are you satisfied with uh, Evan Neal falling to you here at number five? Well, here's the deal, Cody. I'll be completely honest with you. When I rest – my head at night and my head hits that pillow after a long day out here in the San Diego sun, there's only one man on my mind. And that's, that's cave Thibodeau. I mean, the guy is a freak. We've needed a pass rusher like that for such a long time. And that is the only man I think about. Unfortunately though, I do think Jeff is right. He put out a great mock. I think cave might be taken by the jets. And I do think we're going to end up with Evan Neal at five and you can bet. I'm cool with that because we also need another offensive tackle. We've made a lot of moves in free agency, picking up a lot of interior offensive linemen, and I'm excited still about Evan Neal, even though Kayvon Thibodeau is the absolute dream. We got some serious Kayvon Thibodeau fans uh, here, and I mean, that would be – Joe, I, I feel like I got to just to the like, let you take Thibodeau after how much you're going to whine and dime this guy. <laughs> yeah, I – Probably already have a poster in my room of him in a Giants uniform. I need it 
to happen. I need it. I need it. They haven't had a pass rusher in so long. I've been watching Devon Kennard run around and attempt to tackle people for years. And now he was on the Lions. The Lions know his vibe. It's ridiculous. We yeah, need no some comment energy. There, I can't man. watch I can't watch O'Shane Zimenez get injured every year. <laughs> and us draft some dude in the fourth round who's just not gonna make it. I want Kayvon Thibodeau. Please make it happen. Joe Shane, use your magical powers and bring him to New York. Not the Jets. Bring him to the Giants, please. <laughs> Sorry. Although Evan Neal, Evan Neal is probably for in terms of sheer talent, he's honestly, if not the best player in the he's just super talented. So if you can get him a tackle at five, that's a pretty damn good tackle to have for quite some time. So Yes, I definitely would also be extremely excited about Evan Neal, no doubt, because we need the offensive line to be better. We had a terrible offensive line again last year, and we've we brought in some guys. We brought in John Feliciano. He's a Bills guy. He's already talking some smack. He's got a lot to say. And if we brought in another powerhouse at tackle, because Andrew Thomas really turned it on last year, we'd be in great shape. But I dream about Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, <laughs> oh, tackle, is, tackle is not the sexy pick. Let's be honest here. Okay? No, we, uh, it's we not all sexy. Want the edge player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now who the uh, who, who the sexy pick of the draft would be thus far is going to be Malik Willis. Um, I, yeah. I mean, going number six to the Panthers in this mock, um, our alma mater, uh, Liberty for a couple of us there. Tommy, what do you think about Malik Willis right here? Are you just flat out stunned that you're not drafting another defensive player? Does Matt Rule draft offensive players? Uh, we're about to find out. And uh, <laughs> I'm very hopeful. So I do see here that Jeff went with Malik Willis at the pick six here. And this is obviously if the Panthers here are going to go quarterback, which I'll start with that. So if we're going to go quarterback, which in my mind, I desperately think we need to do. I mean, ever since Cam got hurt in 2018, the quarterback play has just steadily declined. And after watching last year, you know, Sam Darnold come out for three games and everyone start praising him as the next savior again, uh, it took a downhill fall after that. And I've been begging since the Teddy Bridgewater contract, which made no sense. Ever since then, we've been in need of a quarterback just for me to get behind. And let I, I you just need to get behind a rookie quarterback, which is why I really, really would love the Panthers to get either Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett here. I'm not I'm – not, completely sold on one over the other yet i think they're two completely different style of play i mean james probably watched a little more of malik willis tape than i did this year so i have to ask him him his uh his question he's very good he's very good yeah (laughs) yeah well um so if this is the pick here at six i'm 100 percent down with that like i said i do think that i still think no matter what even if they do pick a quarterback here, I do think, unfortunately, Sam Darnold is going to get the week one snaps because he does still – he's getting $18 million next year after we basically got robbed by the Jets for a second, a fourth, and a sixth last year, um, which is looking terrible now, um, which means that this is basically our hit-or-miss pick here because the Panthers don't have another pick until Saturday in the fourth round. 
So this pick here, like I said, I've seen some people want to go Charles Cross maybe. If those two tackles are taken already, then um, I got to believe you have to go quarterback here. And, yeah, Malik Willis, I'd love to take a shot on him and maybe bring Cam back. Maybe bring Cam, a little mentor uh, action for Malik Willis. I wouldn't hate that. But, yeah, I think they need to make a splash pick because this is Matt Rule's last year if he doesn't get it done. And he's not going to get done by selecting a tackle and having Sam Darnold go out there for his last year. I, th- I think, honestly, you really got to look at the upside of Malik Willis. I think if um, that's, that's been the profile that has seemed to work with a lot of these quarterbacks um, outside of Mac Jones, uh, which seems to be, you know, he, he was definitely a surprise. But a lot of these high upside picks that can make you a little more dynamic on the offensive side. He's got to get a little more polished, but he's just got a ton of upside. upside. Um, and I think that would be the more exciting and 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 the pick with the higher ceiling. Um, James, love that breakdown there. He's good. Period. He's very story. he's a very good football player. Um. <laughs> yeah, James. I was yeah, James. I was, I was expecting a little more out of you. Your, <laughs> My full your, your, yeah, your extensive analysis on Kayvon Thibodeau. And I got he's very good from really Okay, Wilson. well, I, I, there's a few of you guys in here. So we, we've seen Malik play. Uh, Jeff is as well as Cody and I. Um, and uh, honestly, he was easily the best player Liberty's ever had. I mean, um, oh, yeah. huge, is that, huge is arm. That, is that putting, Absolutely you, is huge that putting arm. You, got, uh, you as a close second behind him after that? Yeah, I mean, if I had screwed up, you know, it been a really good competition there. Um, I think I would have edged him out just a little bit, but um, no, he he's an absolute like cannon of an arm, and and yeah. you watch watch the the uh, the combine like these guys are drooling on on the broadcast over his arm strength. Um, yeah, I think obviously like he just it's one of those similar situations to Trey Lance where you're like he's played against somewhat less. Maybe uh, intense even, competition, but, even, I mean, but look at Josh I think Allen. Even more with Josh Allen, like, but even just even just assessing quarterbacks, like we've been saying, you look at the 2018 quarterback draft of those guys between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and all those guys who people are drooling over who are now doing nothing, and then you got guys right. like Josh Allen who weren't people weren't talking about as much, and then even like Lamar Jackson got drafted later and things like that. Where you know, I just think. That's why when they say there's no top ten quarterback talent this year, I don't think it's it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I actually I disagree that they're that like guys like Willis are not top talent. I I, I do think like him and Pickett um, are are plenty good. I mean, we're ta- there there are guys where there, there's there's years like you said like where Rosen is like the, the consensus best guy. I mean, where is that guy now? So yeah. half the time these evaluators don't know what the hell they're talking about. If you're going to reach but, for you a know, position, you're going to have you have to reach for a franchise quarterback. You're yeah. not. I think it, like you said, you don't pick till Saturday. I go get the quarterback. Yeah. I think Darnold. Unless, is, but Scott is, is Fitter, all I mean, he, he does trade. Point. I mean, all he does is trade. I mean, he traded eight times last year in the draft. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe trade down if they like, you know, Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter or one of those guys later in the draft. But I would like them to go out. If Malik Willis drops here, because I've seen stuff, seeing him go two to the Lions or someone like the Saints getting those two picks to, you know, possibly unload that or the Giants trading back. And, you know, who knows what those tricky Giants do. I could ask Joe about them. I know all about that. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I would like them to, to go get Malik here. Malik or Kenny would be sweet, so. I have a question for the group and maybe for Jeff who made the mock and, you know, with, with something like quarterbacks where you have all these people talking about 
this is maybe not the, the top class, this and that. But every year you see guys, you know, these these GMs trade up and, and take players that, uh, like Daniel Jones, that you just are like, why did that guy get picked in the top 10? Um, so my question is, like, do you see potentially some of these teams maybe trading up ahead of the Panthers, knowing that they might want to go quarterback? Yeah, James, I'm going to throw out the Saints, obviously, with the big trade with the Eagles. They, we're, we'll get to my mock later. I have them taking a quarterback, but I can see the Saints moving up. Uh, maybe the Steelers, maybe the Steelers moving on from Big Ben. I don't know how much they want Mitch, old Mitchie T, to be, uh, to be their starter. Um, but yeah, good question. I don't know if anybody else has thoughts, but Steelers, the Saints, a couple guys, a couple teams that come to mind. Uh, the Commanders sounds, feels so weird to say the Washington Commanders. Is that a college um, team? Yeah, I think that's an X, <laughs> XFL, maybe, or arena I, football. I think, uh, I, yeah, I'm I, not think, sure. I think that Saints trade doesn't really make much sense. I could ask the Eagles up, but like, I feel like that the Eagles robbed them on that trade for the Saints, um, just for the Saints to get, you know, just the two picks kind of lower in the draft. Didn't make much sense unless they're going to use those two picks to possibly offer up to the Giants or the Jets or somebody to trade back for a quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I good point. I, I could see us dropping back. Um, it's definitely op- an option. Well, I can definitely agree on that. We completely hosed them in that trade. Um, I don't really know what they're <clears throat> what they were thinking. Um, obviously, they have players in mind that they're going to know they're going to want to pick or or put them in certain draft order for them to either move up or you know pick the two players at where they're at now at sixty and nineteen. But they could always trade up in the top top ten and. Like the Jets and Giants, they both have two top 10 picks. I mean, they're definitely going to get a lot of value out of those. And if I personally think that someone's going to try and trade up and grab a quarterback. I mean, it happens every single year, even when the, when the, the class isn't as good as everybody thinks it's going to be. But, you know, at the end of the day, these GMs and head coaches, they have jobs and they're, they have to win football games and they got to try and find the guy that they know is, is going to be the guy, especially at quarterback in the NFL. You need someone there that you can – um you can trust. Yeah. I love how every year, like these analysts are completely shocked when the team trades up for a quarterback. And I'm like, this is literally every single year. Um, so, I mean, definitely could see that. And honestly, the whole, the whole franchise will always hinge on the quarterback. You're only going to go as far as the upside of your quarterback. Um, I mean, you got to build around them and all that as well. You know, you got to have good offensive line, be good on the edges. Um, you know, have, have a good defensive backfield, you know, solid wide receivers. you got to have all those things. But at the end of the day, the young talent, like you to have a high ceiling, you've got to have a Lamar, a Burrow, a Mahomes, or something like that, you know, someone that's going to be able to make uh, a playoff run or someone like a Josh <coughs> Allen that Allen. makes incredible – yeah, I mean, exactly, makes incredible progression. Like where he was from his rookie year to now, it's insane, absolutely insane. Um, but, I mean – Joe, what, I mean, moving on to pick number seven here, um, Ahmad Gardner, are you kind of hoping they trade out of that? We've, there's been a lot of trade talk here. Um, Jeff didn't factor sauce. in any trades into his mock, mock, but yeah, Sauce Gardner. What a great name. What a great name, by the way. Um, Joe, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, Sauce is amazing. I was actually going to say, I would almost think that the Giants would trade out of five, especially if Kayvon Thibodeau is in, uh, because – Someone might want to try to leapfrog the Panthers if they're gonna if they're gonna go for a quarterback. 
So I can see the Giants trading out of five and then going for at that point, probably the best offensive tackle available on the board, maybe best offensive lineman available, or maybe still sauce. I mean, I like that sauce. You know, I like my sauce on Sundays. I'm Italian. I want sauce Gardner in New York. I'll take some sauce on Sundays. If we don't trade any of the picks and we get Evan Neal at five, give me that sauce at seven for sure. I want it. You, I, I, I honest to God, I just pass it to you so you can utterly derail me. I don't even know where to go at this point. Who wants to run the show? <laughs> Joe, just, just whatever. <laughs> I, I love it though, man. Um, I, I think uh, I think you're right about trading out of five. I can see some competition there with Panthers. I really am interested to see. Um, I, I want to, before we kind of move on to, uh, I'm going to pass it to the Jets again in a second. We got the Falcons and, and Seahawks here, eight and nine. Kyle Hamilton, um, who who Matt at lineup really liked. And you got another OT, Charles Cross, going to the Seahawks after they ironically just traded away their quarterback for someone that is literally no good. Um, Matt. Do you could you see the Lions reaching on a quarterback there at number two? There's, we've had a lot of quarterback talk, but we didn't hit on it a ton when you guys were up. I mean, do you want them to, or or you set on? I want Kyle Hamilton. These guys, these quarterbacks, just aren't it. Well, to echo what the guys said before, I mean about Malik Willis. I watch a ton of ton of college football, and, and Willis has definitely has the arm strength. He has the speed. You know, and he, he throws a nice ball. He, he, so he has a lot of the intangibles you're looking for in a quarterback. Um, you know, in a game where the quarterbacks are more mobile now than ever, he certainly fits that bill. Um, you know, but my, my train of thought and my line of thinking is a lot is really in line with Dan Campbell's, like what he said, the presser at the, at the combine, he's like, we want somebody, you know, regardless of position. Um, well, I shouldn't say regardless of position, but he was like, listen, we want someone who's going to come here right away and just make an immediate impact. Like someone who could just step into their role, step into a void that we have and just make an instant impact. So if you're, if we're looking at, we're looking at holes that we have that are glaring. It's definitely edge rusher. Um, we have a hole at safety and we have a hole at linebacker. Um, but, you know, the, the question of Jared Goff comes into play too. And, you know, what the Lions see in Jared Goff, you know, we had an article come out today about, you know, Dan Campbell saying he's, you know, you don't need a, you know, franchise quarterback to take you to the Super Bowl. I disagree with that, obviously. But, um, you know, do you, do you really want to use that number two overall pick and, and reach on a guy who played, you know, quarterback at liberty you know the competition there you know given that they play in the a sun given that they play in the a sun you know it's now i'm a big fan of a sun you know you have you know app state coastal what have you it's a competitive league um granted it's not like the sec or acc what have you but um i don't have if the lions wanted to reach it to and take malik willis and you know have jared goff kind of use him as a mentor or what have you i mean i couldn't i couldn't be upset at that given his upside um, but given the glaring number of holes that the Lions do have on the defensive side of the ball, if the Lions traded back, acquired more picks later on, and you know moved down a little bit on the first round, I wouldn't be upset with that either. Um, there's just there's just so many possibilities at two, given that you know Malik Willis is going to be sitting there at two. It just opens the door for the Lions, who have so many glaring holes. To the possibilities are nearly endless. Um, but to kind of just wrap your wrap up your point, I mean the quarterback pool on this. Draft is kind of shallow. I'm not a huge fan of, of Pickett, really. Um, Willis is the guy, and if I had to go number two, number two quarterback that I would take would be Matt Corral. But um, yeah, like I said, the the possibility the possibilities are, are basically endless here too. So I like the Matt Corral call, dude. He's he's fun to watch. The guy's um, a, he's such a gamer, you know what? And I think the Steelers looking at him is 
would he's, he would be a great fit for the Steelers, a gritty kind of football player. He'd be good for them. So, yeah, when you've got a quarterback class like this, it's always interesting to uh, see how they fall. I mean, I do remember. I know we've hit on it some because of uh, uh, the talent. I think the was the Lamar Allen class. I think they're all in the same class. Ended up having five quarterbacks go in the first round. Um, like you said, you just never know what these GMs are going to do at the end of the day. Like come draft night, like Baker going number one will forever be a shock. You just don't know when these guys get to draft night, literally three, four weeks from now, um, how how uh, desperate they're going to get and how far up they're going to move these guys up their board. But I appreciate your thoughts there. I'll be interested to see what the Lions do because I'm with you. Golf just ain't it. I, I, I honestly, I can't see them winning more than six or seven games with him. Um, he's just, you know, he, he we just know who he is at this point. But at Agreed. the same time, if it's not there, you know, you know, I get what you're saying. If it's not there, it's not there. You don't want to necessarily force it if you're not believing that that guy's going to get you that much further than um, Goff would. Right. And I, I honestly have a lot more faith in the quarterback stock next year than I do in this year's draft. So if the Lions have another four or five win season, what have you this year, if we spring and maybe get like six, seven wins, we're going to have another high draft pick next year. We can potentially get a quarterback that's got a little bit more um, – possibly a little bit more upside and a more well-rounded game of quarterback, but we shall see. You guys should just hold out for Archie Manning in like four years. Just yeah, I know. Two games a year. Just punt it, it punt it for four years. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, jet up, my guys. Garrett Wilson, what are your thoughts? All I can say is Wilson to Wilson for the touchdown. Okay? So I, I – Garrett Wilson, to me, wide receiver one in this draft. It's not one of those drafts where you have like a Jamar Chase where everyone's like, absolutely, this guy's elite. He's going to absolutely dominate day one. But um, I think that you have a guy with a ton of upside. Ohio State has been producing some pretty impressive receivers the last couple of years. Um, you know, we have Olave coming out this year as well. Um, who everyone thinks of as the speed guy, and he is. But Wilson run, ran a four three eight at the combine. I mean, he's very fast. Um, I really like that Tolson took this guy for us at uh, number ten. I think number ten's a weird situation where there's a lot of Jets fans that want to trade back here, and I'm not opposed to that. Um, I think the talent between ten and twenty is sort of up in the air. Um, I think there's a lot of players that could go between 10 and 20 and no one's really sure. Um, so, you know, you have, you have Wilson coming off the board here for the jets. I think it'd be a great pick. I think he would be, be the best wide receiver on the jets um, with this pick. Um, he is an extremely polished route runner, uh, great after the catch high points, the ball. Um, you know, he, he would be a great compliment in my opinion to Elijah Moore. Um, so you'd have him, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, which I think is a pretty solid starting group. Elijah Moore was really emerging last year um, as, as a rookie. Um, so I think Wilson will end up being a very popular mock pick for the Jets. Some people are saying he might go to the Falcons a little bit earlier. Um, if he does, I really like Drake London. I know that's, I think, the next pick that Je Jeff mocked to the uh, the Commanders. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but uh, Drake London, I really like too. I, I was really high on Traylon Birch for a while. Um, I'm kind of cooling on him. Not really sure why, but it just seems like Wilson has emerged as, as one of the top two guys with him in London. So um really like this pick. I think if, if sauce falls to the jets here, I would not hate that at all. 
I think some people are mocking him earlier, even to the Jets uh, in some scenarios. So it really depends. Like Joe Douglas has been pushing really hard to trade for a wide receiver like an A.J. Brown or a D.K. Metcalf. Or we almost got Tyree Kill. Don't get me started on that one. Um, but, you know, anyway, it, it's one of those things where he clearly wants to add wide receiver talent. So um, I think he knows he has to. So if it doesn't happen before the draft, I think pick 10 is where it will happen. Um, unless Sauce drops, I think that's when you get into, you know, taking best player available. And I think Sauce is the best corner hands down in this draft the last, you know, maybe the best corner the last five, five plus years. So, um, you know, I think it, it'll be interesting if, if Wilson drops there. I think he does struggle against press coverage, um, which is something that's a little bit of a concern at the NFL level. But his comp is Stefan Diggs, I was reading. So, like, I'm all for that. I mean, I know Bill's up loves loves them some Diggs. So, um, you know, if, if, if a potential Stefan Diggs uh, came to the Jets, I'm not I'm not stopping that. Okay, so I'm I'm all good with this pick. <laughs> and you know, you just got to build around the young quarterback. I mean, we we saw it happen with the Bengals. Definitely not calling a Bengals repeat here. But man, just put some good talent around these young quarterbacks. I love Elijah Moore. I, I don't know that Corey Davis is a number one. I'm a huge Corey Davis fan, but they just need an abs like a true alpha number one receiver. Um, right, like. and I'm not like that's where I'm kind of like, is Wilson that guy? It's hard to tell. Um, I think he has a lot of a great you know aspects to his game if if my gut it's my gut telling me i think drake london like is more of a wide receiver one like what we would think of when we think of true wide receiver one sort of that guy that's going to just bully defenders and, and be the guy you throw it up to in the end zone um you know so i could see them taking him i know they like him too um but in this scenario i still love the wilson pick jets fans will love the wilson pick um you know i think it's it's a it's a home run and we need the talent you know, Zach Wilson is getting now pieces put around him that Sam Darnold never really had. And I think it'll really show us whether he's the guy, you know, within the next year. I think it'll be pretty clear uh, if he gets a guy like Wilson uh, to line up uh, at wide receiver with Elijah Moore and some of these other guys. I, th I think they can legitimately be fun to watch if uh, they can uh, build around Wilson and uh... – you know, I, th I think it's got to be on Michael LaFleur to figure some things out too, get creative and, and make sure these guys are, are being put in great spots. So uh, we're interested to see what the Jets do. Um, you know, I, th I think it's definitely an exciting offseason for you guys. Um, but, yeah, I, Jeff, with the Ravens here at pick number 14, you know, we kind of fired off the Commanders, Vikings, Texans. We had Drake London, Derek Stingley Jr., and then Trip McDuffie um, <clears throat> go in that order. And so you've got Jermaine Johnson here going to uh, to your Ravens. Is that a pick that you're satisfied with? I, th I think naturally you're happy with it. But is there anyone before that you're, that you're thinking, man, I kind of hope they fall? Yeah, so obviously there's a couple guys Eric DaCosta would like to see fall. But realistically, I just um, – I mean, if Sauce Gardner falls to 14, like that'd be great. Even Stingley, if he's there at 14, I think the Ravens go in that direction. They could definitely use the help at cornerback. But, um, yeah, I just don't see either of those guys falling. Maybe if a Charles Cross at offensive tackle gets to 14, uh, we could maybe see uh, the Ravens go in that direction. But, yeah, if, if Jermaine Johnson's on the board at 14, honestly, I think Eric DaCosta uh, turns that pick in after, like, 60 seconds, maybe. Uh, the Ravens need all the help they can get at uh, defensive end, edge rusher. They took Odafe away in the first round uh, last year. 
had a pretty solid rookie season and I think has a pretty bright future in this league. But the Ravens still have a hole on the other end of the line. Um, Zardarius Smith obviously didn't work out. All the Ravens fans got excited when they thought they were bringing him back this year. That deal obviously fell through. They do have Tyus Bowser on the other side, who Tyus is super like versatile. He had maybe seven sacks last year. He also drops back in coverage a lot. So the Ravens really need a true, like, get you 10, 12 sack uh, rusher. Haven't had that guy since Terrell Suggs. So, yeah, Jermaine Johnson had 12 sacks last year. Florida State, I think he was ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Had a really good combine. So, um, yeah, if he's there at 14, I think that's the no-doubt pick for the Ravens. I've seen, uh, I've seen him go to the Jets and mocks. I mean, he's definitely a guy that can be top 10 or like fall a little bit, but definitely a intriguing edge rusher. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's a bit of a stretch, maybe even. I mean, he, he could be there at 14. I maybe made this mock hoping he would be there at 14, but it really wouldn't shock me if he goes top 10. But like I said, if he's there at 14, I do think the teams in front of them maybe aren't looking for an edge rusher, so it could happen. But, um, yeah, if he's there, he's the, uh, the, the no-doubt pick, in my opinion. I think all of Ravens fans would be, be pretty happy there. And, you know, honestly, Todd McShane, with you there we got the tweet right there uh, underneath the pick in the article um so it'll be interesting to see how some of these things shape out over the next few weeks and then you've got Devonte wyatt falling to the eagles eagles i mean you've kind of got borderline back-to-back picks here at 15 and then 18 why don't you talk about both those picks and the couple that fall in between um i know you gave some of your thoughts on the on the trade why don't you kind of jump into um De- Devontae wyatt here at number 15 and then uh devin lloyd right there the linebacker um at pick number 18. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could definitely see both Devontae Wyatt and also us picking Jordan Davis, both tackles from Georgia. I mean, coming from a, a defense like Georgia, playing in all all the high-profile games in college football, I mean, you can't ask for a better pick. I do agree with the fact that a lot of guys between 10 and 20, it's going to be jumbled. Um, we're going to have a lot of um, – <clears throat> we're going to have a, a, a lot to pick from – with regards to obviously corner defensive tackle and wide receiver. Um, one thing that I'm going to plead my case on is Howie, you did your job. You got us more picks. You got us insurance for the uh, next year, just in case Jalen hurts is not our guy. Just let your scouting department, let your head coach, let your coaching staff make all these picks. Okay. You don't need to be in their ear. You did your job as a general manager. You did a great job, but um, I can see the Eagles also going, you know, if McDuffie falls, that would be a great addition for a corner. We, we could definitely uh, get another corner, especially that they're looking at Tyron Matthew now to sign in free agency at safety. Um, Stingley could fall as well. A lot of these guys can fall. We could have our, our pick them b- between any guys. Um, I would hate to see them both go corner and wide receiver because we have spent so many other draft picks on that position and we haven't hit besides um, Devontae Smith in the early rounds. So, I mean, I, Devin Lloyd would be an, another big addition at 18. I mean, we need a linebacker, but they don't draft linebackers in the first round. or don't normally draft linebackers in the first round, so I would love that. Um, or the Chris Olave trade, uh, the Chris Olave, that Saints now that Jeff um, has them going to, we could have him, another speed guy, get another weapon for Jalen Hurts to see if he's our guy. I like loading up on weapons, honestly. I, I'd almost rather – go that route then uh grab the linebacker i mean we saw 
that really work out that like uh, linebacker slash edge really work out for Dallas last year, Micah Parsons, but I'd almost rather get the speed, get the dynamic athleticism, um, you know, for your young quarterback. And then if it doesn't work out with Hurts, because they're clearly going to at least give him one more year, one more shot, um, you've got a, a really, really talented wide receiver core if Alave works out um, for whoever steps in. Or maybe Hurts really is the guy. I, I really like the idea of loading up there. Yeah, and just to add, Cody, I really toyed with uh, taking a receiver with that second pick for the Eagles, but I just couldn't do it after two straight years. Jalen Rager, and then last year, obviously, Devontae Smith was a great pick, but I just couldn't see the Eagles going three straight years first-round wide receiver. I mean, maybe they surprised us, and maybe they do, but it just felt like, man, I just I just don't see it happening. But I, I agree with all the thoughts. I mean, Olave, even uh, Traylon Burks or Jamison Williams would – would make for a pretty solid receiving corpse there uh, with the Eagles. But in my opinion, three straight years with a first round wide receiver was just too much to, to lock in that pick for me. Yeah. I can even see them also using uh, one of those third round picks that they acquired potentially in a package with the second round pick to even move back up into the first round. If maybe a wide receiver between 20 and 32 fall, like a trail on Bur- Burks, or I know that you have uh Jahan Dotson from Penn State going in the first round. If um, if they fall, you could potentially see them uh, draft back up into the first round to try and pick up that next receiver. So, so Jeff, I kind of want to get back to you for a second as we as we shift um, away from from the Eagles. Here, you do have Kenny Pickett going 16th to the Saints. Um, what talk me through that? thought process a little bit and just kind of your evaluation of, of Kenny Pickett itself. Um, I know you hit on him briefly, just the fact that, um, you know, you see him falling that far, but I mean, do you think Kenny Pickett's the guy for New Orleans? Uh, could you see him going earlier? Was it just kind of the way it fell for you? Yeah. So a couple of thoughts, I could see him going earlier for sure. But uh, if you're a big hand size guy, if you're one of those guys who you got to have like the nine, 10 inch hands, then Kenny Pickett (laughs) is not your guy. And I think it's so funny. I'm almost laughing while I'm talking about that, but there's been so much talk about the guy's hand size and like, does he have big enough hands? Can he, can he throw? Well, you watch his college film and he's a really good quarterback. So I could absolutely see him going higher than, uh, what is this, uh, 16. I could absolutely see him going higher, but just for whatever reason, teams aren't, uh, they're just not fully sold on him, but no, I think he's a good fit there in new Orleans. Um, I think, um, he's not obviously he's not like a Drew Brees exactly clone or anything like that, but I do think he has some similarities in uh, his game. People had some similar questions about Drew Brees, obviously, and turned out pretty well for him. So, um, yeah, in this moment for now, it seems like just an obvious pick. Obviously, the Saints, uh, I think they have some sort of plan up their sleeve trading for that extra first round pick. Maybe they move even higher. But, um, yeah, that's just kind of how the board fell. Uh, no trades, obviously, in this draft. So they stay put at 16 and just seems like. I don't have Pickett maybe going top 10, but somewhere in that like 10 to 20 range, mid first round, I could see a team maybe trading up. But at this point, yeah, it's the Saints with uh, with Kenny Pickett for now. What are your thoughts on the on the tiny hands <laughs> evaluation? 
Not super important to me. Um, I'd have to ask like the, the, the front office guys and the real film guys, but I mean, Hey, he can, uh, he can sling it, man. He's a gunslinger and um, I, I'm not going to be scared to pick him if, if I were the saints because of his hand size. That's just me though. Could have other, other opinions here, even in this spaces, but that's, that's how I feel. Isn't he <laughs> a, a, a two gloves boy? <laughs> yeah yeah he is i was actually i heard somebody talking on the radio today about that and they were like I, i'm just not drafting this guy because he wears two gloves and that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> two gloves i'm not drafting him. two so, gloves yeah man a little bit a of a things. red flag man it's i mean teddy bridgewater proved you can do it but it's a little <laughs> bit a little bit that's just part of the reason why i was going malik willis over kenny pickett here because i did not need another two glove quarterback <laughs> yeah. PTSD on the, the tiny hands two gloves yeah I'm sitting here I'm like did Teddy Bridgewater prove it what exactly did he prove with those gloves he proved that you can play quarterback in the NFL at some level <laughs> with two gloves on didn't know Kurt Warner wore two gloves for a while too right yeah but he was yeah. like 90 years old at that point I think hey played in the Super Bowl <laughs> isn't it? Is it crazy that he came into the NFL like 28 that means I still got a shot Honestly, that's what it tells me. Um, before we kind of move on to this section of picks, I do want to go back to the Eagles real quick. Um, I, I, I live and work near Philly. I'm around a lot of Philly fans and everything. Um, so, so I hear it quite a bit. They're, they, a lot of people, the buzz is they like giving Hurts um, the job for the year. They feel like he's earned it. I tend to agree, but at the end of the day, I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's going to end up being the guy. Um, could you see some crazy scenario? I don't think it's going to happen because I'm kind of creating something out of nothing where the Jets try to trade the Jets. The Eagles try to trade up for someone like a Malik Willis um, or even a Kenny Pickett. I, I don't see it happening personally, but um, I mean, what about you guys? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, look, we, we have gone through now. You obviously drafted Wentz. That didn't work out. And you picked this guy, Jalen Hurts, in the second round when you thought you had your franchise quarterback in Wentz and you gave him a boatload of money and then you go ahead and not only put a statue of the backup quarterback that won the Super Bowl, but then you drafted the guy. Now Wentz is gone and you have the guy that you drafted in the second round. The second round is a high draft pick and you, you not that you wasted it because Jalen Hurts proved that he can win football games in the NFL. You have to give him more than a year and more than the games he's played and especially with a hell of a lot more weapons to prove that he's going to be able to be your guy. So he has to get the the this next year. I don't see them picking any QB in this in this draft. Um, potentially next year, that's a different story. We'll see how Jalen Hurts does. But this was a playoff football team. They scored a, a lot of points. If they get better on defense and hold teams to, you know, under 20 points a game, you'll see them back in the playoffs. I think that's a solid breakdown. It's honestly very hard to argue with that. Um Right there. So then uh, trailing the Eagles, you know, we talked about the Saints. You know, I'll try not to pass over the Chargers too much, but, Jeff, you got them taking uh, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia uh, right there. <clears throat> and uh, then we kind of are moving on, you know, Saints, Alave. You got the Steelers taking Elam, the DB, out of Florida, uh, trying to add some talent to that secondary. I knew you kind of talked about you could maybe see them grabbing a quarterback if one fell or even reaching. Uh, with the Big Ben retirement, I kind of t I tend to agree there. Um, they're just always they're just such a great organization. I could see them getting a young quarterback in there and really molding and developing them, and and you know having someone there for about a decade. And then Traylon Burks to the Pats. 
Um, interesting pick there. Um, getting some size, athleticism over there for Mac Jones. The Pats taking uh, wide receivers early is always interesting to me. Uh, they never seem to develop them well. Uh, the one I'm interested in here is the Jamison Williams pick. Um, after he tore that ACL, you've got him going to the Packers after the Devontae Adams trade. Um, you know, how hard was it to push position where Jamison Williams is going to fall coming off of that torn ACL? I think he's going to be fine. I think it's going to hurt him in the draft some. Um, at the end of the day, it seems like he's going to be ready for the season and all. Uh, but that does seem like one that's that was tough to shape out. I mean, what was your thought process there with Jameson Williams? Yeah, so Jameson Williams, man, that was a tough pick for sure. Uh, I remember watching that national championship game, and he goes down with the torn ACL. And I'm like, man, I instantly think about his draft stock. So I think I said in my article, if he doesn't tear his ACL, he's a top 10 pick uh, in, in my opinion. He's super talented, can stretch the field. But, um, yeah, from the early reports, I think I saw some stuff like this week or last week that said uh, he is, he's trending to the schedule. So uh, also a torn ACL isn't what it used to be. Like, go back 10, 15 years, and guys are out for 9 to 12 months or even longer. Nowadays, a torn ACL, you get back, and you're back in, I don't know, 9 months, 6 years, 7, 8, 9 months, somewhere in that range. So um, I think he'll be back maybe by, like, early season, depending on how things go. But honestly, I think it's a great situation for him because going to Green, Green Bay – playing with Aaron Rodgers puts him in a really good situation. So he's really tough to pick. I mean, honestly, even in the next couple of weeks, if more information comes out about his rehab or things are trending in the right direction, I could see him even going higher. But for now, it kind of feels like this is the round, the right part of the draft. He's probably not going to go ahead of like the Olaves and the Garrett Wilsons and Drake London's. But um, if he was healthy, man, I have him probably as a top 10 pick, but uh, just bad luck, but uh, I think it works out well for Green Bay, who can try to replace Devontae Adams with a super talented uh, wide receiver here. I'm really interested to see. I, th- I think he's he's one of uh, the wild cards in the draft for me here. And honestly, like, shout out lineup for raising their hand in class. Like, just phenomenal. I'm going to pass it over to you guys here. Yeah, I haven't learned how to <laughs> do You that. like that, right? <laughs> Utilizing all the tools, baby. Nah, but I think just I just want to echo what Jeff said. I mean, just an ideal – I think it's an ideal position for the Packers to be in here. Um, just touching on Jamison Williams, he's honestly one of the best route runners in the entire draft class, period. Guy, he's got – breaking off the ball, he's probably top two, top three route runners in the entire draft. So, you know, that'll fit in perfectly into what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. And, you know, losing Adams, losing Scantling, um, this is a guy you can slot in if he's healthy and he can, he can, make, he can pay dividends right away. So – it's a good spot for the Packers to be in, and especially with the ACL news. They can probably get him late in the first round, and he's a guy that can make an instant impact once he's out there. So, absolutely, I see a lot of a lot of Jets fans really like him. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's been a lot of recent interest now that, like Jeff said, like his injury news has been fairly good. So you've seen a lot of of Jet fans sort of jump back on the Jamison Williams train, and, and I get it. He's extremely fast and a game breaker, so. I would not hate that pick at even at 10, honestly. Um, it, well, that's actually what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, um, really, really all you guys in the top 10, especially uh, um, Joe, you over at Giant Up as well. If Jameson Williams, if he was, I, it's, it's a what-if game. If he was healthy, I mean, are you taking him over everyone else in this class? I mean, the G-men don't need 
anymore. I, I, the G-men need some offensive linemen. They need some defensive linemen. They need help. Like, we got, we got, we, we traded back. We got Kadarius Tony last year. We made a great trade with the Bears. Now we're in a position where we have two first-round picks here. I would love to see them capitalize on that even more and trade back with another team and try to acquire some even more assets because uh, we're in a good position where we can do that right now. But overall, I mean, if they do trade back, I'd love for them to focus more on offensive line and, and guys like if they don't end up getting Sauce Gardner, they're going to have to worry about corner because James Bradbury's halfway out the door. So there's going to be some other things they'll really need to focus on. What about you, James? Joe, Joe, I appreciate your energy, but it's so clear that you are on the West Coast because I am half asleep right now, and uh, <laughs> your your you know your energy is a lot higher than ours. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, uh, I I think I uh, I the Jets have a little bit more of a need at wide receiver than maybe the Giants do because um, you know the Giants have Galladay and and Tony and some of these guys, but um, I, I I do see the Williams talk increasing I personally I, I think the Jets need a guy that could start week one get really gelling with Zach Wilson in the preseason and in the in the offseason so you know I, I don't see them taking the risk I think they're going to go with somebody who absolutely is healthy right now that can start to you know develop that timing with Zach in the offseason but you know I think speed is is the name of the game in the NFL these days so Jameson Williams Probably the best game breaker in this draft, um, but like I said earlier, Wilson and Olave both possess that that crazy good speed. So I'm okay taking Wilson. Look at these hand raises! Oh my god! I know I, I haven't done it once. I, I'm just jumping in when whenever. But yeah, Joe, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to pop that that hand raise in, and I wanted to try to use that thing. But yeah, I just also I, I want to point out too. I I don't want to go out here and say that the Giants are in any way, shape, or form set at wide receiver. Kenny Galladay was an absolute mess last year. Sterling Shepard's injured every other day. Kadarius Tony was barely on the field. So I mean, we still. It's good that we're returning all these guys, but I think there are just greater needs right now for the G men than receiver. Uh, at the end of the day, we're hoping that things can turn around for all three of those guys. And there's also some other guys on the roster. I'm a little bit excited about too. Like, I mean, hopefully Slayton can turn things around. There's still dudes there that can turn things around potentially, but we're in no way, shape or form set at, 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 at any position. I'd say we're, we're a little bit lost out here. We're, we're, we're out. All 63 spots are. Yeah. (laughs) We got our GM. Hopefully we got our head coach. Hopefully we got all that stuff locked up and the rest. We're still just kind of muddling through. We got our quarterback. We got Tyrod. We don't care about anything else. Let's go, Tyrod. <laughs> Let's go, Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. No, I've never savior. seen someone get more excited about a backup quarterback in the <laughs> I've seen you tweet That's all we have. Taylor every other week, and I'm like, this is their backup quarterback. That's all <laughs> we have I, to be excited about. He's on the front page news everywhere uh, on Giants News. It's John Feliciano and Tyrod Taylor. That's all we got. Dude, and Matt Breda, were- baby. When you were hyping up the him um, on Twitter, I did. I was so dazed and confused. I was like, "Is Tyrod better than I thought he was? Like, what is going on right now?" <laughs> That's just the noise. That's all we need. We got to keep it up. We got to keep spirits up around here and giant up. That's all we're trying to as, do. 
Hey, at the end of the day, I love that. That's what we're about. Brutally honest takes, baby. I, I <laughs> love it. Um, Andy Mack, I mean, give me give me some of your takes. What do you think about Brees Hall here? I'm, I'll give you a second to wake up. You might have dozed off like the last 30, 40 minutes. I know, I know you've been quiet. Yeah, I've been waiting this whole time. I kept looking up the draft forward. We're getting closer and closer. We get to the Packers, James Williams, and then we're back to talking about the Jets and Giants again. But uh, New York, but it's baby. fine. That's we're that's right fine. I mean, it's fine. Everyone's got some good insight. I love it. I love uh, I love hearing what everyone's thinking about the draft. How prepared they are. But just talking about when you're in the Super Bowl window, like the Bills, and you're drafting at the end of the first round, you're looking for a guy who's going to make an immediate, immediate impact, and that's going to help you take the next step to winning the Super Bowl. And the one thing I'm just going to disagree with here is I, I love I love Brees Hall running back, but if Andrew Booth is on the board, cornerback, they better take him. 100% the Bills better take him. Right now, if you look at the Bills, they have the best roster, I believe, in the NFL just from every position standpoint. There's really no weak spot right now except at corner. We have Tredavious White, who's coming off a torn ACL, and he's not going to be back until at least end of October. And we just lost Levi Wallace in free agency to Pittsburgh, which isn't the worst thing. I mean, we knew what we were getting with Levi. He's a very average corner, but he wasn't really going to – he wasn't going to be able to guard any number one. So we were okay with kind of letting him walk. Um, we have our nickel corner, which is fine, but right now going into week one where we have Dane Jackson, who is a late-round pick – who performed a little bit for us last year. So right now at the cornerback spot, I think the Bills are looking big in the first round. And I wouldn't even be surprised at all because Brandon Bean has just been doing everything this offseason. I think Brandon Bean right now is has – I think he's the best GM in the NFL with how he's doing some of these contracts, how they're able to extend Josh, extend Diggs, extend Milano, bring in Von Miller on six years, 120. How they're bringing in all these guys and paying all of them. They're getting all these old defensive linemen back like Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, some ex-guys that are wanting to come back to the Bills, which is why I think Brandon Bean is not done yet and why I wouldn't think it's crazy if we maybe trade next year's first-round pick. I texted uh, Joe at Giant Up this that there is also a possibility that – because the Bills, you have, as you know, are all in. And if there is a possibility that we can trade next year's first round pick and this pick to move up to really get a corner that, I, that is top of the line, like Trent McDuffie, maybe even Stingley, like to get into those teens area, if one of those guys drops a little further, I know 13 and 12 would be tough. Maybe they can get into that 14, 15 area to get McDuffie or Stingley. I would, I would be down with that. But, with the Brees Hall pick, I like it, but I would way I would sign up more for an Andrew Booth in the first round, and then maybe a Kenneth Walker at running back in the second round. I like him as well. Maybe even in the later rounds, like a James Cook running back um, or Isaiah Spiller. Um, I just think that running back we have Bills. They, don't, they obviously aren't in love with Singletary. He performed a little bit toward the end of the year. He did his thing, but right now cornerback is just higher on the list of a bigger need. And I would even argue that maybe another receiver would be drafted before running back with the Bills this year. Well, that's actually what I was going to ask you. I was like, if, if one of those receivers fall, would you want to pair him with um, with Diggs right there? I mean, I know you guys have a, a couple other solid, talented secondary receivers. We saw that in the playoffs. For starters, I, I'm actually – Jeff, I'll let you chime in. Um, 
here in just a moment, but I actually got to agree with taking uh, one of the skill positions on the outside, such as DB or wide receiver, over a running back. I just think the value um, is, is is just so replaceable there at running back. I think we've seen in the past in these first round running backs, you'll get a good year or two out of them, but the long term value there for the franchise, it's just not there. You know, you look at you look at Ramsey and Zeke. You look at what. Um, someone like a Michelle or Clyde Edwards uh, Lair, what some of these guys only did in short spurts for their team. It just didn't outweigh what some of the players did around them. I think you can find that uh, replacement player in the second, third, fourth rounds, um, especially at running back. Um, so I do agree with you there, Andy Mack. Um, but why don't you kind of jump into receiver a little bit? Because I, I think that could be fun. If you got another stud receiver in that offense paired, you know, opposite Stephon Diggs, I mean, why not just lean into the strengths? It would be fun. I know what you're saying there. Um, Bills fans are all with me here with we believe Gabriel Davis is legit. And he's a real deal. And people saw that in the playoffs, four touchdowns, playoff record. Like this guy is going to be, if you were just listening to Emmanuel Sanders this week, was actually on a NFL network with the Good Morning Football crew. He was on there for like three days. And there was a lot of Bills talk this week with the extension of digs and he was able to really talk about the receiver room and Josh Allen and Sanders even talking about goes the bills know what they have in Gabriel Davis. He is a for sure future pro bowler. This guy, he's just like, I've been saying this whole year too. I really think he's very similar to Mike Evans, like just a big body receiver on the outside. That's perfect to Stefan Diggs, Who's just an all round receiver us going out and picking up Jameson Crowder. I think is a huge addition to where compared to Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley was getting a little bit older. Cole Beasley was making the catches, but he was honestly terrible about run after catch. And that's what Jameson Crowder is good at. Jet fans can talk about that. So I think he's going to be great in this offense. Bringing in Dawson Knox, also bringing in O.J. Howard to play tight end too. It's just, I think right now, shoring up that cornerback position is more important to this Bills team than adding another weapon. But I do like other receivers. Um. Who was the receiver? The guy from North Dakota State, I think, was the receiver. Sky Moore was one of the receivers I liked. He wasn't a North Dakota State guy, but he was another late uh, receiver that I liked as well. But I think a lot of these receivers are going to be taken before us, honestly. If Jameson Williams fell and there was really no cornerbacks on the table, maybe you could see them taking Jameson Williams. I would be the only guy. But I think they aren't going to go running back in the first round. I think you can see them maybe taking Isaiah Spill or a James Cook in like the third round at running back. I, I agree there. Jeff, what are you thinking um, when it comes to uh, the running back? I know you kind of talked about um, how impactful it was when the Bills could keep defenses honest. What are kind of your thoughts about the replacement value for them later in the draft, especially in a spot like this? Um, I'll kind of let you just uh, run with that a little bit. Yeah, so some really good points here. Good discussion. Uh, I am glad Andy Mack brought up Gabe Davis because uh, if you watch the Chiefs game in the playoffs, I just pulled the numbers real quick. Eight receptions, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. So that was the lasting impression in my mind. Uh, yeah, I guess a wide receiver does make some sense there, but I think in Stephon Diggs and uh, Gabriel Davis, they have two studs at wide receiver. And yeah, I guess there's some holes on the uh, on the other side of the ball. Cornerback does make some sense. But, yeah, the thinking, the thought process was that the Bills' offensive line, solid. Wide receivers, really good and really solid tight ends. If they can add a three-down running back, uh, Singletary just seems like they don't want him carrying the ball like 15 to 20 times a game. And that's probably fine when you have Josh Allen at quarterback uh, and you have the passing offense that the Bills have. Um, that's fine. But 
to me, uh, this this gave the Bills like the three down running back that they just lack. And as I wrote in the article, uh, if if the Bills have like a solid running game where they can keep the chains moving, and that's not really the Bills. Like the Bills are made to pass the ball, obviously with Josh Allen and those weapons. But if you have a solid running back that can just add another dimension to that offense, that was kind of the thought process there to almost at that point, if you have a game breaker at running back added to that offense, you're pretty much unstoppable at that point, in my opinion. So that was the thought process a little bit. Um, like at Najee Harris last year, picked in the first round, wasn't super efficient, but had a really solid season, I would say, for the Steelers. And I kind of see that impact here in the late first round um, in t- pick 25 here. So I wouldn't be endorsing a running back pick, like top 20, I would say, but this kind of feels like the right uh, right right place in the draft and right team and good fit here. Yeah, you're completely right with the whole th- the third down, but the three down back with the Bills. That's all I've been actually asking for the last couple of seasons. It's really would just put us over the top offensively. I mean, I love the like I was flirting with the idea of the Saquon Barkley trade, which would have been kind of cool. Um, flirting with the idea, obviously, of the McCaffrey trades. Like those little rumors out there in the off season were were okay, but obviously those kind of died down. Um, but just the idea of having that three down back is huge and. Joe also said, like, I'm telling you, Brandon Beans, he's not done. He's still going to be – I think there's still another trade in store for him. Like Joe said, the Bradbury. There could be a possible Bradbury deal being made. I also think Bills, talking about the defensive side, Tremaine Edmonds, there's some rumors around the Bills right now because he's – I don't think we're going to extend him with choosing extensions for other people. I think there's a possibility he might get traded this year. So I still think Brandon Beans going to make some moves – wouldn't be surprised maybe if James Bradbury ended up in Buffalo. Maybe we give the Giants another pick. Um, but yeah, that's what I, but that three down back where we're talking about. Yeah, I'm wishing for it. I know in the last year's draft, Najee Harris, like he was he was out of our reach. But I knew like this would just be a perfect, perfect fit for us if we got Najee Harris. But ended up going to Pittsburgh doing his thing. But I definitely am hoping for one of those type of running backs near in the near future with us. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I just want to bounce off that Bradbury. I, I want to also lock in for draft night that James Bradbury is going somewhere. Like, there's a reason that uh, Joe Shane has had a plan with him. They even ate a couple million in cap space a few weeks ago to keep him on the roster. Like, he's 100%. I want to lock that in that he's going to be traded. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm the kind of guy who locks things in. I, I'm the kind, I'm, I work in a, I work in a, in a 100% world. I want to say that James Bradbury is going to be moved on draft night because he, he – we were here in the Chiefs. That's fizzled out a little bit here. I mean, Buffalo is interesting. We know the relationships there. Uh, Joe Shane's got a plan, and, and, and we're ready for it over here. Joe, I've been seeing a little bit of a flirting of a, a Bradbury-Tremaine Edmonds type of deal going on as well. That would be extremely cool. I mean, the Giants have needed a linebacker since Antonio Pierce, so that'd be great. That'd be awesome. James, I saw you trying to jump in there a little bit. What, what were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, I was just going to read just Philb and him and go, uh, is that your final answer? Uh, <laughs> you know, who wants to be a millionaire style? Because you, you're just locking everything in. Uh, yeah, I want to lock that in. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's 100% all in, period. Um, I, 
I, I there are no opinions the... on the Giant Up podcast. There are only facts. Yeah, only facts. No <laughs> opinions. And also another fact too. And I, I've just been going crazy. I haven't even said this yet. But Jeff, you I, actually for real, the mock draft was awesome. I just want to say that too. Um, like all the all the, I didn't expect to see my face right up on that mock. That was pretty cool. Uh, that my Twitter video was on there. It was just an awesome mock in entirety. It got me hyped. I was hoping Kayvon Thibodeau would be there at five to the Giants. But, you know, we talked about that already. But, uh, yeah, but, but lock just, Kayvon just Thibodeau awesome in at number mock, four. Man. Please, thank you. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. I got to give Cody some credit because Cody puts up those tweets and those videos. So, give Cody credit for uh, seeing your face up there. But, yeah, no, it was super fun. Hope to do maybe one more now that we have some input here. Maybe we'll do this again uh, the week of the draft. That would be super fun. Dang yeah, it, I, I just want, also wanted to say, like, awesome job, Jeff, because, like, this is a lot of work. It's hard enough to do a mock for your own team. To do one for every team where you have to understand the needs of every team um, and then go and find players, like, later in the first round where there's a little bit less focus on those guys. Not easy, man. <laughs> Honestly, I work a, uh, a nine-to-five office job, and it would be my thing. It would be like 4 o'clock in the day. I'd have a little bit of free time, add a couple picks here and there. It took a long time, but uh, I'm happy with how it turned out. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll update a little bit here in the next few weeks. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a good time. You know, um, Mel Kuyper actually sent me a job application, but I turned him down because we got Jeff. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's good. That's good. That guy's washed up, man. <laughs> this is, is this about to turn into a Mel Kuyper bashing? Should I stop it? Now? I don't have the energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to wrap up this mock, but I mean, Jeff, I echo all that phenomenal job. Uh, you, you know, I love it. We absolutely appreciate the work here. And uh, honestly, you know, this whole show has kind of been a result of you. And I know we got one more team pick coming up here, here in the Lions. I'm going to rattle off uh, the next couple picks we got. Um, Taking Boye Mafe. I have no idea if I'm butchering these, by the way. Um, out of Minnesota, Andrew. I believe Boye. it's pronounced Boye. Boye. The Titans <laughs> taking your boy out of Minnesota right there. Um, the Bucks taking Andrew Booth. I, I like what you said there, Andy Mack. If he's there, grab him. Um, get you a lockdown corner. Packers with their uh, second first-round pick of this draft. First one taking Jameson Williams. Second one, you got him taken. George Karlaftis out of Purdue, an edge rusher. Uh, Chiefs taking John Dotson after the Tyree Kill trade. Uh, Dolphins, Zion Johnson, offensive guard out of Boston College. Uh, they've been dynamic enough this offseason, just tighten it up on the uh, inside of that offensive line. And then the Bengals taking a center out of Iowa. Tyler Linderbaum, I like that after what happened to Joe Burrow in the playoffs. I know they, they, the Bengals made that run. The Jamar Chase uh, pick paid off. They would have never gotten there without him, but they absolutely got to lock down the offensive line because all along the way, Burrow was getting hit. hit. you got to protect him. And then finally, pick number 32 as we wrap up this mock draft, our beloved Detroit Lions, Motor City, rounding out the first round. Fellas, what are your thoughts on taking David Ajabo here out of Michigan? Is this something where you're looking to trade out of the first round? Would you rather trade up from this spot? Why don't you uh, close us out here talking about this pick after you kind of let off the show talking about uh, the number two pick in the draft, wrap us up with the number 32 pick. Would love to, but before I do, I kind of want to echo the sentiment of the other fellows in the group and giving Jeff some props on this, on this mock. He did a great job with this from top to bottom. So 
kudos to Jeff on this one. It was beautifully done and really well put together. But uh, to kind of round us out here, you got Ojabo going 32. The guy's got tremendous upside, you know, playing along Hutchison at Michigan, you know, and he obviously had that Achilles injury. At the combine, he went down kind of hard, and he had a torn Achilles, so that's going to make a lot of teams gun-shy. Um, I think the Lions, like much like with the number two pick, have a lot of flexibility here. Um, I've seen a whole slew of mocks where, I mean, the different players I've seen being taken here. I've seen Devin Lloyd go here, uh, the linebacker from Utah. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, I would love to see the Lions look at McCoby Dean here um, to kind of fill that linebacker void from, from Georgia. You know, he's got – I think Mel Kuyper said he's the, one of the one of, if not the number one IQ player or IQ football player in the draft as it stands now. And, you know, the Lions are looking to build that culture of smart, cerebral football players. And Nicobe Dean would certainly fit that bill. Um, I've seen Asamoa go here, linebacker from Oklahoma. Um, so just a really broad range of defensive talent here. Ojaba would certainly fit that bill as well, given our needed edge. But, um, with his injury concerns now with the Achilles and the history of Detroit Lions edge rushers having ankle issues a la Ezekiel Ansah and Kerry Hyder, um, that could make him a little gun-shy naturally. But um, I have no issues with Ajabo here if he does come back healthy at 32. Um, if not him, I would love to see the Lions go after Devin Lloyd if he's on the board or Nicobe Dean as well to um, give Anzalone a little bit of lift with that linebacker core. I love him, man. That's a phenomenal way to close out this show. Um, honestly, we appreciate everyone kind of jumping on here listening. Jeff, I'm going to kind of let you give some final thoughts. I'd love for, for John of Joe to give us some final thoughts, but honestly, he'll just totally derail me and everything. And actually, we got a, a listener here um, wanting to chime in. Max, I see you kind of you raised your hand a little bit. I'm going to add you as a speaker, let you jump in here. What's up, man? Hey, can you guys hear me? I can hear you, man. All right. Thank you. Appreciate got? you for having me on the show. Yeah, a quick question about the Giants. Um, so there's been rumors because of the Saints and the Eagles trade. Um, the Saints are looking to jump up and possibly grab a quarterback. And do you think that the Saints would actually even entertain with the Giants, possibly get the fifth overall pick to jump over the Carolina Panthers because the Panthers are looking to get a quarterback in this year's draft? Well, I think that's a really high possibility, especially because they're in the vision, especially because the the new the, the Panthers they they want Malik Willis. I mean, we talked about that earlier in the show and 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 I, and, and thank you for also joining this show, man. The Giant Up fans, we're, we're, we're rabid baby. Giant fans are rabid. We're out here and we can't even you yes, can't sir. even contain Love any of this yes, energy, baby. G-Man baby all day. Thanks for coming in here Good and asking God. a question, but I absolutely see that as a possibility. And and I think like I was saying earlier, I think being able to capitalize on having these two first-round picks, turning it into so much more assets, I think that's just a move that Joe Shane would do if the opportunity came across his desk. So absolutely, I could see that happening, man. Great yeah. question. Yeah, because we have the seventh overall pick as well. So if we were to trade with the Saints, the Saints were going to grab KT. I want KT. I know we need an old lineman. I get that. But if KT is sitting there, man, I, I we need that pass rush. Dude, we need – you know I want K. I was talking about Kayvon Thibodeau. When my head hits the sheets at night, I said it. I think about Kayvon Thibodeau, man. That's all I'm thinking about. 
I don't know if he'll fall all the way to seven, but God, that'd be great, man. I would love to get, I would love to trade back and still land Thibodeau. That would be a beautiful yep. trade. <laughs> that would be Joe's dream come true. Max, honestly, great question, man. I appreciate you uh, jumping in here and everything. We appreciate you listening. Um, I saw a couple other hands raised for a second. I don't know if anyone else has any other questions. Uh, we'll, I'll kind of give everyone just a minute to chime in before I wrap things up here. Any listeners want to throw anything out? Roster up, guys. Anything you want to chime in on before we bounce? Hey, here's one more name for you. Uh, one more name. Desmond Ritter, maybe even a pick 32 for the Lions. Uh, just seen some seen some talk this week, in the past week, 10 days maybe, about Desmond Ritter coming into the first round. Only, honestly, in this mock, I think it's only two guys. It's uh, Malik and then uh, Pickett. Only two quarterbacks going in the first round. I could easily see three, and I think Desmond Ritter is that guy. Maybe even coming in, pick 32. Maybe someone trades with Detroit to get that uh, first-round pick and then get that fifth-year option. So, wouldn't be surprised there. I'm going to have to update in the last uh, – or update in the next mock uh, him coming into the first round. But just wanted to throw that one out there as well in terms of the quarterback discussion. What do you think about Sam Howell? Could you see him falling into the back into the first round? He seems – he was the first – he was a top five pick a, a year and a half ago, and he, he has absolutely plummeted after a rough season last year in Chapel Hill. Yeah, Chapel Hill. I mean, took a tough loss. The oh, this is football. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> hey, see, listen, listen. I'll send nah, you nah, some nah. more memes from Saturday. Can, if can, we, can we mute? Can we mute Cody, please? Uh, <laughs> no, Sam Howell. I could see him coming into the first round. Uh, I think there's a couple teams. Like obviously, we talked about. Uh, we talked about Detroit. We talked about Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh uh, trades back and picks up Howell uh, in the late half of that first round maybe Tampa Bay I mean even looking after uh life after Tom Brady like what does Tampa Bay do at quarterback so I can see that as of right now though I do I have Desmond Ritter above uh Sam Howell but hey you never know all it takes is one team to fall in love with the guy like you said there's always those picks that's like man who saw this coming so it absolutely could happen but for right now I have at least Desmond Ritter as my uh quarterback three I like it. And at the end of the day, go Hills. Am I right, Jeff? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no. <laughs> um, I honestly, I say, like, I, this is, I'm not turning this into a basketball podcast. Great March madness, great final four, everything. I hope everyone enjoyed that. I hope you've enjoyed kind of transitioning into some football. Um, you know, as we kind of come out of March madness, it's always fun to set your sights on, uh, on a little bit of NFL, talking a little draft, getting some mock drafts here like we did. We'll have another one coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing this more frequently. This was our first Twitter spaces. And honestly, it's been a successful one and a fun one. Um, everyone that's kind of jumped in and out of here, listen a little bit. Thank you so much. It's been pretty awesome to see some of you guys in here. Even uh, even a listener here chiming in. Max, like I said, we appreciate that. Um, you know, <clears throat> we appreciate all the followers. Uh, we got pl- uh, plenty of shows. Check us out on rosterupmedia.com. You know, Jeff's article tweeted out by all these shows. Uh, and also the the parent account here, Roster Up Media. Um, give it a read, like it, share it, um, and give us your thoughts. Uh, apart from that, honestly, I hope everyone just has a wonderful evening. Um, and thanks for tuning in. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jet Up. Remember to go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at JetUpPod. This episode was brought to you by Roster Up Media, where football meets data.
Head to rosterupmedia.com for more great NFL content.